This is Brass Taxes. I'm your host, Caroline Craighead. Welcome back. This is the second episode in a two-parter. In part one, the last episode, we talked to Nick Turner, comedian, podcaster, co-host of the podcast, Get Rich Nick, winner of a car on The Price is Right at the end of 2019. We'll talk more about that later. Uh, And he's someone who has not done his taxes in the past three years, but that's totally fine. We're going to do them now. Also, last episode, we met Russ Garofalo, who founded Brass Taxes 13 years ago and continues to operate the business to this day. Uh, We talked about why and how he founded the company that helps freelancers, artists, and other nice people like Nick to get their taxes filed and feel like humans while doing it. So since then, Nick went and did the work that needs to be done to get your taxes done, uh, where you go and find all your stuff for that year. So for 2019, he uh, looked at his expenses. He went looking for the tax forms that employers and uh, contract jobs send you at the end of the year to show how much they paid you, and he found nothing. So instead, he went and looked at his bank statements for the year and uh, and gathered all of the deposits and has a record of that, which you'll hear referenced throughout this session. And this is just the beginning of the Brass Taxes podcast. We've got lots of great guests coming up on future episodes, uh, and they're going to be dropping every week. So why don't you, while you're thinking of it, go ahead and subscribe. You can also leave us a review or a rating or both. Do all of it. (laughs) Share it with your friends. Uh, And if you have any amazing tax stories uh, or questions, things that you want us to talk about in the future, you can go ahead and email me at podcast at brasstaxes.com. That's podcast at brasstaxes.com for things related to the podcast. If you are someone who needs to do your taxes, you can go to brasstaxes.com. And if you go ahead and book with us, you can use, uh, if it's your first time, you can use pod 25 for 25 bucks off uh, the service fee for getting your taxes done. Uh, That's P-O-D-2-5. And that's our, our little gift to you. So anyway, without further ado, I want to jump in and uh, let's just do it. Let's do Nick's taxes. All right, Nick, are you ready to do your taxes? Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready to do my taxes. I'm psyched. I'm psyched. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm hipped and I'm hopped, baby. <laughs> I think those are all the things you need to be. So perfect. Cool. So I got all your basic uh, info in. Okay. Um, is this your current? This is a current stable address if anything has to get mailed to you. Yes. It's stable enough. Cool. Very um, stable. Nice. Are, are you at your house now? Getting stabler by the day. Yes, I'm in my, um, it, my space I use exclusively for work. As you can see, <laughs> uh, it is uh, well, almost well long enough to lay down in. <laughs> <laughs> I do multiple podcasts in here every week, you know, and I, um, so I actually had, I put in hooks everywhere and just hung clothes up Mm -hmm. and then so it was like it was all dead but then people were like why are you just in your closet and i'm like i cannot explain to you how i'm i brought my closet yeah i'm in a closet (laughs) and there are clothes hung up everywhere but it is my office (laughs) these are strategic clothes these are all wool blends there's no acrylic in here that doesn't work yeah so i got you know three like egg crate uh sound deadeners and now i i I feel like it's a little little more profesh. Um, cool. So I think given where we are, I'm going to look into 
uh, pulling your transcript online and see if we can make that as easy as possible. Okay. But the goal of all this stuff is get it as good as possible mm -hmm. and get it done. Yeah. And the main goal is like, like this is not the part that anybody likes of living. So like <laughs> get it done as well as possible with as little frustration and distress as possible. Yeah. And, and the goal just being like, let's get it out of our head and think about more interesting things. Yeah. The goal to me has never been get to get money back. It's always been to get it over with. Mm -hmm. That's ideal. It's like, like low bar could definitely, we can definitely exceed that one. Yeah. And also, uh, you know, going through my 2019, you know, I was really worried in the, you know, in the interview with Caroline earlier that I ha I do too many crazy things. Like I have just too many sources of income. Um, but looking at 2019, that's, that's not really the case. It's more this year. The 2020 is, is bonkers, but the 2019, it didn't, it didn't seem that crazy after I finally sat down and then looked at it, you know, and looked at every piece of paper I have in my house and, you know, just throwing away over 500 pieces of paper in the last two days has been very cathartic. And, uh, like I already feel a lot better about it just being forced to sit down and, you know, fucking do it. Yeah. There's a, there's a weird, a lot of it's just like weird psychology stuff of even like making the appointment. Mm -hmm. I, I find like can like create some sort of relaxation. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just knowing it's going to happen, like creating a deadline. And again, if it's like, if the IRS isn't coming for you or writing you scary notes, there's not really an impetus. And I think that's how back taxes become a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, is cause like, you're like, Oh, I don't know. Nobody said anything. Everything's life continues. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it becomes a non-issue. Um, I, I saw that you put down as, uh, the profession was, was task rabbit. And I'm guessing that was just like the main moneymaker of where the receipts came. That's from. the only place I got 1099s from, I believe. Gotcha. 7,400 is only task rabbit. Okay. Everything else I haven't put in because I don't have W2s for, I just went through my bank statement of all my deposits and I wrote down and calculated what I made from other sources. Um, everything else is kind of entertainment related and it, it, it adds up to, a, um, like 1200 or something. I mean, 12,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll check on that with, uh, the transcript, but yeah, we can, uh, get to that after. So Nick, do you feel like it's a, like if we ballparked like, you know, 20, 50, 100 bucks here and there for stand up for 2019. Like, how often, you know, are you getting paid gigs? Is it like once a week, twice a week, once a month, um, twice a month? Oh boy. I, I mean, I don't know. It's, um, it's certainly, you know, more than a couple hundred dollars. Um, I just don't know without the like emails of contracts. That, you know, I was sent, you know, if it's sent by my agent or whatever. It's just in 2019, I don't have any of that information. Um, but yeah, I would I mean, say a thousand dollars. I don't know, a thousand dollars. You know, that's I, exactly what I chose. I went and, you know, I I did a I did go out and do headline. Like I would I went out to the Palm Springs a few times and you get paid a couple hundred dollars each time. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I have things like that, but I I just I can't. Yeah, I, don't have I, th a great I think one thing that's challenging about taxes is that we 
just as humans, we can't think in terms of a year. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I think, you know, what, give me an average week or an average month and we'll just extrapolate from there. And our goal is to like, as closely as we can without, you know, just throwing shit at the wall, mm-hmm. come up with the best we can. And we'll be like, cool, that's the best we have right now. We'll talk about how to make this stuff easier mm-hmm. and more accurate going forward. And I think we can do both simultaneously. But yeah, I mean, I just based on what you said and kind of, you know, I don't know, knowing comedy and comedians, like, yeah, yeah I guess a thousand dollars is the year to be like, if this ever came up or like on the very, very low chance of an audit, we're just like, look, we we took a guess. Like we didn't say none of this happened, mm-hmm. but no, we didn't. We likewise didn't spend 25 hours to figure out if this is $924 or $1,066. But um, yeah, so I, I feel like, you know, look at how many gigs on average in a good month, in a bad month, multiply it out by 12, you know, find a middle ground. And like, and that's a lot of what we're going for. Like very often we're starting with no records, no receipts, like looking at your calendar of 2019 can be helpful just because you might like see like, oh yeah, I did that gig five times. Wow, like you think I'm bad at, at taxes. You, you should see my calendar. <laughs> Is your calendar where it really No, I just don't put things in my calendar. <laughs> I think the other thing I would encourage for, for us to take a look at is to think of your life much more holistically as like, what do you want to turn into income streams or could possibly turn into income streams? And, and that in and of itself makes it worthwhile and valid for putting on your taxes. So mm-hmm. when we discuss expenses, we don't want to just look at what did you spend money on for TaskRabbit, but what did you spend money on for your podcast, for uh, performing, for stand-up, mm-hmm. for you know, props, whatever else, you know, whatever other purchases are going into you being able to do your job and you just being better at podcasting and performing and writing um yeah. yeah the task rabbit thing too is um i i really only enjoyed doing deliveries which meant um most of the most of my days doing that were spent driving quite far mm-hmm. um so i think there's a lot of mileage or gas expenses um, cool but, and did yeah. you i didn't look yet did you uh put in uh, guesstimates for, I did. for mileage. Yeah. Okay, cool. How do you like the Nissan? I love it and I would tell anyone to get it. Speaking of cars, um, this is something that actually happened in 2019, but I don't think is part of my 2019 money because I want a car on the prices right. Um in December of 2019, and it did not air and I did not get any money until well into 2020. Um, and so I just, I do have a question about because the taping was in December, December 17th of last year, does that have any impact on my taxes for 2019? Um, that's really interesting. I've had, I've had clients, uh, who won game show money, but the actual prize, my instinct is that since you didn't have it, you didn't control it Mm -hmm. until 2020. Yeah, they don't like, start anything. I didn't listen yeah. to all your podcasts related to it, but I'm excited to. <laughs> but my my hint from like the three-parter was that 
it took a long time to come around. Oh, yeah. But that wasn't it, you know, because I got, you know, I had like shoe money earlier, but but nothing um, you actually don't shoe money. Well, I to get on. <laughs> I, if you know me <laughs> next year's taxes, I swear to God, I have so many your shoe. I have so many <laughs> phrases like that to get on stage, you know, to play for the car. You got to bet on an item and I bet on um, six pairs of Prada and coach driving shoes. And which I actually they um, they did not give me uh, because huh. they said that they did not have any. And so what they did was give me the money for them, which is so much better. They're the ugliest yes. shoes I've ever yeah. seen. And I yeah. couldn't have resold them for face value. Incredible. Anyway, but it all happened in 2020. So. So you didn't get that money till 2020 either. No, the way that it works legally is that um, if they don't air the episode you don't get anything oh because they don't so not until they air yeah but it wasn't it wasn't it's not um like uh nerve-wracking at all because it's the price is right and they always air the episode um <laughs> and and also it was um dream car week so the amount of sponsors they had was like their most expensive shows each year and they were like, not only is it definitely going to air, but it's going to re-air. And no, you don't get two cars. Um, do you, is there any residuals when you're a None. contestant? No, it did re-air and I didn't get any. But uh, yeah, when Oprah did that, that was the first time when they started doing these big giveaways mm -hmm. was when everybody in the audience realized that like they had a tax burden oh, yeah. from the car they won. Yeah. And uh, the same thing happened on Extreme Home Makeover. Because they were effectively giving someone like you know a four hundred thousand dollar house, mm -hmm. and they hadn't prepared them for like you know mm -hmm. whatever property you, taxes. You yeah, no, even just like the tax on like that's gain. So like you owe like a hundred and something yeah. thousand dollars. Oh. So in order to pay that, sometimes people have to sell the asset wow. in order to pay. Because who the hell has a like? They just gave like a poor person a hundred thousand dollar tax bill and a really nice house. Yeah, they they bring ev everyone who made it on to the show. They bring into a room afterwards and they explain, you know, the money to everybody, and they tell you that you know you're welcome to forfeit your prize if you don't think you can afford it. And what I didn't realize is that it isn't just tax money. Later, I I had to give the guy thousands of dollars. Oh, for like to sales get tax the car on the day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, I had to like give him two grand or something. Um, and so I, I would love to hear that talk of like what alternatives and like weird pressures, like just the fact that you were able to be like, <laughs> yeah. I need $2,000 right now, or yeah. I have to figure something out is like a very weird pressure yeah. situation. What's well, like, I figure you could go to a friend and be like, look, I'm getting a $25,000 car <laughs> that I'm going to so sell. Scammy. Can you give me two grand? I'll give you three grand. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, do you need proof? Here's my episode. Performing stuff is probably the area that gets missed most easily. And, and part of that is because it's hard to know where that line is for what to include. Mm -hmm. So what I think the, the filter we want to have for these is if you didn't do any of X, would you be as good a performer, podcaster? Uh, mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be directly related to you making money. Um, it's just that like, hey, I do this stuff and it influences how I'm trying to make money. 
Yeah, like there's um I did go to on a trip to New York um that I I think I went on the the week my podcast debuted uh to do I did like a, a, a you know multiple podcasts a day in New York just to promote um get rich uh, get rich Nick. And so mm-hmm. um What year was that? That I mean that was 2019. That was August. And it, is that part of what's included in the travel number? That's the entire travel number because I can't think of what, anything I did. How many um, days were you there? Um, I was there... You ballpark it. Like six days? Two. Yeah. Okay. Um, one thing that's a... I end up explaining to everybody mm-hmm. when they first come is just like the travel per diem yeah. is just... a a great thing for self-employed people mm-hmm. because it was made for business people on an expense account. Yeah. And so the IRS is like, Hey, we don't want to look at every meal receipt. We'll just say, if you're in this particular city and we agree that you're on business, you can t- write off this many dollars per day yeah. for meals and incidentals. Yeah. You know, I, uh, well then I, I can also include six days for Palm Springs. Uh, yeah, for that gig where for, yeah, yeah see now like we're thinking about that money yeah. and it's going to end up being a net benefit yeah. once we include all the expenses and stuff. Okay, so that was you said six days Palm Springs. Uh huh. And then there's like you know one day we went to Tijuana, rented a car, drove down to Tijuana, but didn't stay overnight. Didn't stay overnight. Is that? It, you would include it in mileage, but not in per diem. Okay. Per diem is when you're staying staying out of town on business. Okay. Um, cool. I can work on those. Any big equipment, computers, mics, iPads, phones, microphones, not everything in, in your room. Not in 2019, I don't think. Um, uh, no, in 2019, I just had no money. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this is 2019. My big plan was starting this podcast, Get Rich Nicks. I was like, I'm so poor. I don't have any money. I make nothing. My career is over. And then I was like, you know, and I was I was doing TaskRabbit. Um, and then I was like, I should make a show about these terrible ways to make money that you can't make money on. Um, and then I was like, I'll just put, do the show and then I'll put my I, I'll put myself in the way of money. I'll just think about money all the time. I'll talk about schemes to make money. I'll ha- I'll have a community of people that exchange ideas about the best way to make money. And it's like, it's the best thing I've ever, it's the best decision I ever made. That's really fun. Yeah. Um, what kind of stuff is in advertising? Is that website hosting? Yeah. Domain, headshots. Um, I have two uh, websites. Um, and um, also buying props for photo shoot um and uh there was something uh what number did i put for that that was 400 yeah um i don't know yeah i mean that's yeah, yeah you don't have like to that. crank yeah. too hard did you pay anybody um any like assistants pas recording producers setup people um um no, um, you know, I pay, I, I did, I, I paid a couple hundred bucks to some openers. I know. Um, yeah, that's good. Uh, but I feel like everything. What do you else think on average? Is, what, is it like 
20 bucks per uh no i'm specifically thinking of those palm springs uh gigs and gotcha uh, so probably it's truly totaling a couple hundred dollars yeah, yeah cool yeah we should we should include expenses like that though um cool yeah office expenses like i don't know like yeah i think i bought a printer notebooks, for pen, 50 dollars yeah. at... and then any more cartridges um I like that's nah, i bought one to, i bought one this year boy it was a yeah. hell of a ride if they find that thing um cool so any questions and then yeah as far as like the streaming services um you know i have a lot you know and there's a lot of internet stuff too like you know dropbox monthly and um writer duet monthly and uh what else do you have um so i guess yeah netflix uh hulu title writer duet dropbox What's that one how much that uh that one's all it, I, you know it's like 10 11 dollars or whatever a month um mm-hmm. and then which dropbox is like 100 bucks a year uh yeah i don't know whatever the regular plan is 10 bucks a month okay. you know? um i i'm any, sure there's any paid cable or anything more. uh no i siphoned that Uh, um i you know i see a, a ton of movies yeah how many like so this is 2019 pre uh you know when people saw movies yeah sure. <laughs> like no i many, mean i would I, how many a week how many a month uh i mean i would say i could probably you know write down a, at least a few hundred dollars just for movies alone but how many i oh it, per generally month? if you I think see. about it in in weeks or months I it see, ends up I being see. higher than you'd even expect oh okay um you know, I don't know. I mean, if I go to, let's say, two movies a month that I buy two tickets to, um, and then also, like, rent movies. We actually rent movies a lot um, as well. Um, so I would say that that's probably, you know, 50 bucks a month. Okay. Yeah. So that's about 1200 ish overall. Okay. Um, any books, magazines, subscriptions um, um, of that stuff? No, I mean I have a Wapo subscription for six bucks a month. Yeah. Um, oh, I had um, Amazon Prime too. Whatever that. What is that? Yearly, now? it was like a hundred and thirty or something. Right on. Um, but I do boycott Amazon now, and I encourage everyone to do so. I I do as well. Oh, that's so good to hear. Girlfriend, wife to join. I even offered to. I like making like weird economic proclamations. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'll pay any difference in price that you would have saved from using Amazon if you'll stop using them. But I think that was just too weird. Yeah, it's tough to give your wife money. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's yeah, like she, I already have your money. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, so you just want me to have a more annoying buying experience? <laughs> I'll, I'll pass. I gotta talk to you about it. <laughs> Anything else tangential that either of you can think about related to uh, yes? Podcasting? I would like to Let's... write off five thousand dollars for marijuana. Um, do you have a a brand or preference? Uh, no preference. <laughs> All will do. <laughs> nope. Okay. Well, the kind you feel. I had to give it a shot. Um. I don't, that's getting into like 
pretty interesting, like weird territory. Like, do I talk about weed on my podcasts all the time? Like, do I, did I do an episode on, uh, about pot and pot stocks? Absolutely. I did. You know, it's a weird, uh, I do jokes about weed and, um, up. you know, I, uh, it's the kind of thing where like I'm definitely would get lost in an audit or like you would lose in an audit, but I'm sure it's been taken often of like, this is a strong part of Doug Benson's yeah. process. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, feels like, but yeah, they don't even let actor, like they don't let like models take the gym. Yeah. So I feel like it would fall under the same. No. And I've tried, criteria. you know, I've tried so many times to, to do like, uh, you know, clothes I bought for a TV appearance, but they're like, did you ever wear those clothes again? Like, yeah, I guess so. That one I've, I've come around slightly on that one after talking to another tax attorney. Cause I used to, I, I, I initially read a thing when I was studying tax stuff of like, they don't let like military people take expense more than one uniform. Um, right. so I was like, well, this is pretty strict. And then, uh, I talked to another tax attorney. He was like, well, then, if I had a military person, I just wouldn't expense more than one uniform. But if I have someone like we had, we had a client who like, you know, was a backup dancer for like Britney Spears. And she's like, I had to buy these things. Mm -hmm. And it was like, they weren't, you know, absurd stage clothing, but like she had to buy them for the stage. And I was like, all right, well that feels like a uniform. Like even if you could wear it off stage. Um, yeah. Like I, I did, um, I was supposed to do an episode of punked. And they said, bring, you know, it's like, we'll have some stuff, but, you know, if you can bring a black, you know, button up and black slacks. Um, and I was like a waiter. I was supposed to be getting in an argument. It was, um, the, there's like these two, uh, like Vine twins, YouTube twins. They're, they're huge. They're the most popular twins out there. Anyway. Are they the, the boys? Yeah. Like the, dark hair? Yeah. 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 I don't know their names, but so yeah. they were supposed to um, do the show, but at the last minute, their reps pulled out, um, and so I didn't end up doing it. But I went to Macy's and spent one hundred and ten dollars. Was what about that? Um, just a I black shirt it. and black pants. Sure, let's take it. Yeah, there. I mean, there's kind of two realms of what we're doing this for. Like, one is just to like cross, like check the box of like you have to do your taxes every year just to like stay current with the way society works and your uh, responsibility in it. And the other stuff is like I'm also concurrently thinking about like what would a potential like unlikely as it is like audit scenario be like. Like, how annoying would this be? And I, I don't think anything we're putting down is problematic, but there's always the discussion of like, yeah, we might lose that, but what's the risk to reward ratio? Um, and I yeah. think that's where like schemey people get way too far off because they're just like, all they see is reward of making you happier, charging you more versus like the potential downfall of what kind of shit show would this turn your life into if it ever got asked to show me all these numbers and stand for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's like finding a line that, you know, takes advantage of what you can without being too greedy. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just now thinking of like, you know, I don't know, sometimes, well, whatever. I was just thinking about the stand-up money. I was just remembering more gigs like, um, 
you know, I just another gig I got a hundred dollars for like 150 bucks for, and I don't know, um, that stuff, like in an audit, all the cash I got at standup shows isn't going to be how, how would they even, let's say I got a hundred dollars, uh, per gig every week or, you know, from gigs every week. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, that ends up being five grand, but it's all cash that was in small increments. What's my liability there? Yeah. Like that, that's on there. There's this spectrum of like, if, if you got paid in cash, you know, I was a waiter. If you get paid in cash, went to the bar, spent 50% of it, (laughs) none of it ever got in the bank. You went and bought groceries. All of it's gone. Like their ability to track that is very low. Mm -hmm. And, but at a certain level of, not showing that money it like there's enough data for them to ask well there must be something else Mm -hmm. because we see you writing rent checks for eight hundred dollars a month show us either your bank account like you're either living off savings Mm -hmm. racking up debt have gifts from friends or family Mm -hmm. or you're hiding money Mm -hmm. So generally the this should I report it should I not report it is always an after the fact decision. So it's not like we've created like an Ocean's 11 type plan for for hiding funds. It's just kind of like, you know, we arrive you know at tax time and we're like, "Ugh. That's this is not ideal." Yeah. And then we think about it, but it's like that's I think that's how the like the things unravel mm-hmm. of like, it's got to be one of those four things. But so their likelihood of finding, you know, a few hundred dollars here or there is unlikely and not a big deal. But that switch over from, oops, I forgot to tax evasion is 25% of your income. Mm-hmm. So if you had a slow year and just didn't report, you know, made 10 grand and only reported 7,000, you know, it, it's only it's only three thousand bucks, but it's over that line of twenty five percent. Yeah, I, I feel like we're at a good spot for now, and I'll work on pulling your transcript. Yeah, the only the only thing uh, I'm upset about this process is that uh, nobody asked me what music I like, so you can play it in the office. <laughs> oh, did you go on my old website? Uh, no, last I did my tax my uh, thirteen and fourteen. Uh, with uh, brass taxes, and I went in the office oh. in Brooklyn, and they oh. they played um, uh, Louis Prima and, and Keely, <laughs> whatever. The, it's funny because it started out completely self serving. Of I was so tired of choosing music because I would just sit in my office for like you know eight fourteen hours a day and feel like I had to put on some sort of playlist or you know choose something, and and uh, so I just added it to like you know whatever form people were filling out of like, what do you want to listen to? I remember one time uh, when I was doing it, when I was still a client, I asked, I was like filling in the information and asked that question, what do you want to listen to to do your taxes to? But I read it as like, what are you listening to right now? And I was listening to some like, (laughs) do you remember? (laughs) No, it was like, it was like really intense, like trance music. It was just like one song that had come on. But then like, uh, that was what then... um, Russ had playing throughout the whole I put thing. On. <laughs> and it was that's so funny. Very uh intense. <laughs> I remember that moment when we 
realized I remember it. that moment when we realized what was going on. Yeah. yeah. Of how you read the question. And you were like, oh, you just caught me in a weird moment. And I read it as, what am I listening to right now? That was my biggest loss from going completely mm-hmm. online was like, I think we tried it for another year or two, but it was so difficult to just like add another audio media stream, like interrupting this yeah. process. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was one of my favorite things to have a client be like, oh, I love <laughs> Not know why. And I'm like, I know. Because <laughs> there was for enough sure. of a time gap from when they filled out the form <laughs> to when it came on that it was like such a great, like such a great moment of like, that's yeah, funny. I that, this would be fun. That must have like, always been fun. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, every time. So, so Nick, how are you feeling about your expectations uh, from a week ago when it was like, okay, and then we'll, you know, we'll attack this. Let's get into your taxes. How are you feeling now about it? Well, I got to be honest, I not finding any documents from 2019 was concerning. Um, Like I would find something with a date. For 2019, I'm like, oh, these are 2018. Um, and the, and uh, so then I just like, I put those in the systems. So I was like, I just want to put everything I have in here. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I don't know how I didn't get any, I don't have anything, but I don't. Um, so that sucked. But, um, you know, obviously nothing is the end of the world. This isn't the worst thing I've ever done. And also it's like to be able to do it this way you know, with the two of you at the same time and we're having fun. We're also kind of podcasting a little and we're, we're saying stuff we wouldn't normally feel the need to say, you know, um, it's just more conversational and, you know, this is, um, quite pleasant. <laughs> um, I, uh, after I look, you know, cause I didn't have the W9s and then you told me to look, just look in my phone and, uh, at my chase account. So I was able to go through that and kind of parse out where different things came from. What stresses you out about having multiple income streams in 2020? Like in your mind, what is that? What's the complication? Um, I just, uh, just trying to find it all from mm-hmm. different locations. Cause like, you know, I, there, I do so many, so many, um, apps, so many apps. I have all these like, you know, automatic um, withdrawal stuff deposits into like various, uh, you know, like stock apps or whatever. And then I, I kind of use them more as a savings account in the past couple of years. Where you know, when I'm done, when my checking account is at zero, I, I have places I've hidden money. Yeah. Um. I feel like we've gone like generally the the confusing overwhelming part is the is the different income streams that are untaxed mm-hmm. whereas cuz all the other stuff will just be paperwork and corralling it. Mm-hmm. So we got a hold of I believe like all the self-employed money and expenses and then I think like you know a weird modern challenge that you're referencing is just like you know we're not none of us is high income people but we have multiple brokerage accounts Mm -hmm. and like weird ways of making money. Like Patreon is weird. Kickstarter is weird. Like SoFi is weird. Like there's so many Mm -hmm. odd new methods. And I don't even remember 
you know, to even remember like, oh yeah, I have this thing happening, but it happens automatically. So I never think about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it becomes difficult to remember all the different arms of, of this like weird money spider. And they're not even generating a lot of money necessarily. They just are another tax thing that makes it feel like we don't know what's going on. Russ, do you, do you think an incoming, um, democratically run government uh, will make taxes easier? Um, and if so, did you vote for Trump? For, for betting on the stock market? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm for saying for like other countries just take money or tell you how much money or do you think we'll ever get to a point where it's just like you get a bill in the mail or a check depending and you don't have to think about it? I, the, the closest we've come is there was, I think it was a tax professor started a bid in California and they came one vote short of getting California to just send you your tax oh my return. God. And I think that would have started a wave. There was a great podcast on him trying to get that done. And the the push against it that I didn't expect is that that the libertarian was the deciding vote or a libertarian in California was the, was a deciding vote who he was for it because he wants to, you know, part of the libertarian ethos is to not have unnecessary, you know, is to have a smooth flowing market. And so a smooth flowing market is like to transact as easy as possible. But the libertarian ultimately decided it was more beneficial to have the whole tax experience be as terrible as possible. So people hate taxes. So overriding his let's let it leave it to the markets and let them function as efficiently as possible was to make the experience as negative as possible. Um, I don't think taxes will get more difficult, but I don't think we'll have enough political capital to make them significantly easier either. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 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 likely never to fall into that bucket of people who could have easy taxes. Okay. Because you're making un untaxed money. I see. Or if you let them be easy, it would cost you a significant amount of money. Because mm -hmm. you would effectively not be taking any expenses and just saying every dollar I got was profit and I'll pay tax on it. What do you know, Russ, in terms of like, I know, uh, Nick, you said this wasn't high priority for you, but I know other people are asking me about like, I have to do my 2019 taxes so that I can get this stimulus. For sure. Is that, do we know anything about how late you file and whether that qualifies you even uh, if you do it now? I believe the 2020 will have a field on it to retroactively get you those stimulus checks if you hadn't got you mean even the june july one yeah oh nice. i never even considered so you that. might have 1800 bucks coming wow i can um, use that to do my other taxes um what <laughs> so what is what do i need to do 17 and 18 i, I was saying to caroline I, I think there's different perspectives on this if they're not asking for them the way I look at it as like, what is the potential benefit to Nick to do them? Like, is there potentially refunds 
if there is, let's do them. Or at least let's look at the data and I can give you an estimate of like, yeah, this will get you more of a refund than it costs us to do them or you can do them on your own. Um, you know, and, but otherwise, if they're not asking them you to do them, it's because they don't think you owe them money. Okay. And like we said, they don't have all the data, but they're just running off the data they have. I have never so, owed the government money. So that makes sense. Um, so yeah, it may be advantageous to do them. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, yeah, they're, they're, because there's always it, something, you know, with entertainment, there's there's always a, like one, at least one job a year that I have where it's like 10 grand, 20 grand that's just paid to me all at once. And they take out 13 grand and yeah. that, you know, and then that covers all of my 1099s. Yeah. And, and that's that's another weird aspect that just makes taxes for somebody like yourself difficult because it's it's so randomized mm-hmm. that it's hard to even guess. So like, you know, given the way you're making money, it's like, well, Patreon's going to turn to like five grand next year. Like if suddenly that turns to 25 grand, Mm -hmm. it could just as well be in like 2021 and being like, Nick, you have a $7,000 tax bill. Mm -hmm. And so you could flip from like, I've never owed taxes to holy shit. I need a used car worth of taxes to pay right now. All that shit's untaxed because it's so much, there's so many gambling things too. And the car, Mm -hmm. Oh boy, next year is I'm gonna owe for 2020. Yeah. Um yeah, it seems possible depending on what other W2 jobs there are. So the 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 big game yeah. becomes like how many expenses can we find? Yeah. You know, because you're just looking at like there's profits on the car, profits on the, you know, some stock stuff or gambling. Yeah. And then we're just looking for other areas where like how can we bring down the profit, bring down the profit? Because you only pay tax on the profit, not what came in. So even if there's not right. a big expenses yeah. on the car and stuff, there's other expenses on other things. And so the game is always, you know, how can we do a better, how can we make tracking expenses easier? Because that helps us bring down the amount of money that we pay taxes on. So that's something we can focus on as we, once we get the transcript and start discussing. What like I want up 2019. is how to keep track of stuff throughout the year without thinking about it or doing anything. We, uh, <laughs> we were just talking uh, about it. Great segment. <laughs> yeah, great, great segue. Uh, Brass Tax is actually working on an app that's specifically built to grab all your data, similar to like, you know, there's tons of things that do it, like mint.com or, you know, all that mm-hmm. crap. But the difference in what I'm asking our developers to build is to assume that it's a business expense And I don't care that much about categorizing it in detail because we're only saving this stuff for our taxes. So let's just put it into the tax categories immediately. And as long as it's on the tax return, from a math perspective, it doesn't matter very much what category it's in. So I'd be asking clients to use one card or a couple cards that are almost exclusively or accounts that are just related to businessy stuff. So if you're buying groceries or just having, you know, ordering in mm. food like with your girlfriend, 
put that somewhere else and yes. we're not going to track that account because that doesn't matter. And then everything else mm. will automatically be categorized into tax categories and you would never fill out that freelance tab again. Wow. I feel incredible. I can't. I'm not going to do 16 and 17 ever. I'm not going to think about it again. Never going <laughs> to think know. about it again. One, once we get uh, once we get you online, we'll just look at the transcript and see. I don't because you I don't, you can't get a refund right now for 16. I don't know if you right, can get one yeah. for 17 either. So we'll only look at if it's valuable to you. It's not Otherwise, valuable we'll at all. Just, I just uh, mentally, I just want to not have it in my brain. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll we'll get 2019 done and then just get straight going forward. And yeah, ideally, like minimizing how much thought this takes every year and yeah. make it much less of a of a brain occupier. Well, I'll tell you what, you got a client for 2020. I'll tell you that goddamn much. <laughs> I cannot wait. Yeah, we're I mean, this is gonna be And I want to listen to Du Hast Mish on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. Okay, so we're at, we're further than we started with Nick. <laughs> His taxes aren't totally done yet, but, uh, you know, where, where do we go from here? That's the goal. The goal is always further than we started, from where we started. <laughs> we're not still at home. Yeah. We're off the couch. We've done something. <laughs> yeah. Based on my experience, what Nick's experiencing right now, and this is a normal stage is starting to get them out of the default mindset that this stuff is always going to feel like a clusterfuck. It's always going to feel terrible. It's never going to be understandable. It's always going to be like eating the vomit of my years past. And I think we've given them enough information and pathway through to show that there is an end to this journey and that you can it doesn't have to be miserable because through many experiences, people have just been trained and shown not just in doing taxes, but just dealing with money in general, that they're headed into a world of pain and confusion and getting talked down to and whatever else. I don't know that it's conscious now, but often, and I don't know if Nick will actually feel this way, at the end, they're surprised at how much better it felt because it doesn't match at all with their expectations of where they were headed and what it was going to feel like. And if that happens, it's great. And if not, they still got their taxes done and hopefully they learned a few things and it'll get better iteratively year by year. So now it's just getting the transcripts and, and just so we're clear on what that means, he not having the documents that were sent to him at the end of 2019 that showed this is how much you made from this job during the year because he's missing those documents. You can go to the IRS and say, hey, I need those. And they will send you what they have reported to them from each employer or contract job. They have that information. It's wild that they don't just give it to us <laughs> and we have to keep all of our own mail. Who does that? But uh so once we have that, then we'll know here's how much he really made during the year. And we put all those expenses that we talked about against his uh, his untaxed earnings. And that's what shows how much he either owes or is owed to him as a refund 
uh, as a result of all that data. Yeah, I think it's good to remember and point out, and it was kind of revelatory when I first heard it, to remember that like every situation has already happened. Like people have had all their tax records in a house that, you know, burned oh, in gosh. a fire and they still have to figure out how to do their taxes or, you know, some person had to like, you know, I don't know, somebody came in, robbed them and took the one thing with all their tax stuff in it. And those still, those people still have to be able to and allowed to do their own taxes. So the fact that Nick lost all his stuff does not mean, sorry, dead end, right. buddy. It's like, there's a path forward for every crazy situation, which is kind of fascinating, but just the process we're going to go through is like, is it, it gets convoluted with like so much emotion and feelings of, you know, whatever, like, why do I lose my mail or why can't I keep track of things or why do I move so much? And we're, the, the process of actually getting it done is just like, let's go find that info. What's the easiest way to do that? cool, let's do that. You know, and it's to just walk with people through that and show them, you know, to, to not get bogged down in all that. Often we'll tell people just to, you know, don't think about it too much. Just do the, do these three things. Um, and just to like, kind of keep going along that, that process. Yeah. And then, you know, we'll, we'll go back and, and check on expenses and then, yeah, then you just see what's left over. Did you overpay? Did you underpay? Let's settle up. And that's that. People are generally scared of doing the process, but find it relaxing once they actually find out that it's just a number, that it's just a final number at the end. Even people who know they owe a ton of money, like it's like that Hitchcock thing of like the scariest thing is the thing you don't see mm. on screen. So it's like just if, to have a real number to deal with is like you can chart a path to get there. But if it's just an infinite imaginary number, you're, you're never going to get a handle on it and feel like it's manageable. Um, so, yeah. Well, thanks, Russ. All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Brass Taxes. I'm Caroline Craighead. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. And at BrassTaxes.com, if it's your first time with us, you can get 25 bucks off with uh, the discount code POD25. Don't forget to tune in next week when we talk to rapper, music producer, DJ, and the artist behind the music you're listening to right now, Don Will. Till then, take it easy.